Welcome back to Lit Up With Low. Season two is here. It's been an amazing but super busy summer. I am planning a wedding. As you know, we are four months out from the big day. I started a new job. I have been traveling and just a lot has been going on. But I'm so excited to dive back into the podcast. I've done a bunch of interviews and I have a bunch on the books. So it's going to be a great season. I'm really excited for all the conversations that are to come. I hope you are happy. I hope you are healthy. And so much is going on in the world. So I hope this podcast can be a resource for you. I hope it brings you mindfulness techniques, inspiring stories, health tips. I hope it is a resource that you can always come back to and feel good and feel empowered. And I I want to capture the energy of these amazing conversations that I have, and I want to spread it as far as I can. And I'm thinking about ways to, to make that even more powerful for you, whether it's going to be an upcoming workshop, virtual meetups. I really want to capture the energy of these conversations in a way that can be felt by my listeners more. So more to come, but this podcast will always be here. And I know we took a hiatus between seasons, but know that I will always come back to it. So if I ever disappear between seasons, know that the podcast will never end because I am obsessed with it. And I'm so excited to be back. Today's guest is so special and so uplifting. I first came into contact with her when I took her City Sweat class online, and I just was struck with how positive and happy and joyful she was. Even through a computer screen, I could just feel her energy, and I knew I had to talk to her. It turned into one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I did it on Monday morning, and I'm telling you, I was so inspired all week after it. She is so awesome and so inspiring, and her story went in so many directions that I I didn't realize we were going to go. For example, she worked on the set of In the Heights, which is my all-time favorite musical, and you're going to hear me freak out in real time in this interview because I didn't realize that about her. And it was just so cool to hear about that experience and how it led her to founding City Sweat. And I'm really excited to do it in person. She's hoping to come out to Scottsdale. And definitely when I go back to New York, I want to find one of her classes. Um, She will be teaching in real life IRL at the end of September in New York. So make sure you go to her website and look up those dates. She also has her platform online where she does live workouts and has on demand. She's also often on the Sweats with Sweat app. Um, That's where I first took her class. So she's just an amazing, amazing girl. New York Magazine named her one of the top fitness instructors in 2021. And it's so apparent why. Her energy is so contagious and it makes you want to move and dance and just move for the sake of moving. And we get really into that on this show. We talk about how movement is medicine and it is truly just for you and it doesn't need to be this punishment. We talk about morning routines, of course. We talk about we talk about the world of dance and figuring out your passion, which direction you're supposed to go and it's just such a quintessential lit up with low episode. That's why I had to start season 2 with it. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at Megan McFerrin and make sure you go to her website, uh, meganmcferrin.com and that's where you can check out City Sweat and do a seven day free trial. I know you're going to be obsessed. 
Before we get into the interview, I just want to mention that Sakara is offering an incredible, incredible program. Um, you know how sleep is so important to me. I like can't function on less than eight hours, and I take sleep hygiene so seriously. That is why I have a nighttime routine and a morning routine. It all goes back to sleep. So in addition to the three weeks of their amazing, healthy, nutritious meal program, which honestly really helps me out when I am working a lot, which I have been lately, you'll also get pillow mist and sleep tea and an amazing probiotic formula, as well as a silk eye mask and a incredible book called Radiant Rest. You'll get expert advice from sleep sleep experts. And if you're thought about doing Saqqara, the time to start is when they're offering one of these programs because you get so many bonuses that it's really a no-brainer. Like if you're going to try it, do it now. I highly recommend doing this program. I am ordering it myself and I'm really looking forward to just those benefits of sleep after a long, hot so hot in Arizona summer. I can't wait to hear what you think. Order it online at sakara.com and use my code XOLaurenP for 20% off. Let me know what you think. As always, contact me on Instagram anytime at LitUpWithLow. Please rate and review the show. That is how we grow. I'm so excited for season two, guys. Season one just had so much amazing feedback and it's only the beginning. So, Let's dive in. Here is Megan McFerrin, founder of City Sweat. I am Megan McFerrin. I'm the creator of City Sweat. And my story starts as a dancer growing up in upstate New York. I've been dancing since I can remember my mom put me in dance lessons when I was two. So I just would love, I remember waking up. I was always an early bird. I would wake up at like six in the morning, put on my pink tutu, my pink sequins, like crop top, literally, and all the jewelry possible that I could possibly put fake earrings, like necklaces. And I remember playing my music in my little blue box and just dancing in my living room forever and ever. Like there are so many home videos of me just doing that. And, and so city sweat has derived from my love of dance, but I really always like to emphasize it because it just started from the joy of moving and the joy of dancing. And so throughout my life, I grew up dancing at a competition studio, a really supportive community. I was lucky because I know not everyone feels supported in a dance world. There are a lot, a lot of issues that can arise with body confidence, um, negative, just a negative environment, competitiveness. And I was so lucky to grow up in a studio where it was always like family-based, community-based. I learned about so much discipline in the dance world. You have to know all the steps, you have to know the counts. And so as I'm going through, you know, school and dance, I'm really learning these life lessons. Little did I know that it would all kind of come together to be city sweat, but I'm learning about community. I'm learning about putting in the work for yourself, um, about being in a competitive atmosphere, but also loving everyone and supporting everyone. So 
moving through that, I graduate high school and I go to college for dance and journalism, two things that I absolutely love. Um, and again, taking these things with me, loving to perform, loving to move, um, but meeting people that have unhealthy relationships with their body, with confidence, with self-love and trying to help people, but also learning myself and not perfect, you know, learning how to navigate through an even more competitive atmosphere, going to auditions, starting to now figure out, okay, if I'm going to do this professionally, there's another level. So it's always all about dance, all about movement, but all about self-love. And I think it's super important um, to just share with you that that's always been a thing. So I moved to New York City after college. I'm going to be a professional dancer. I'm pumped. And as a lot of artists know, that lifestyle is a hustle lifestyle. So I had to get a bunch of side jobs in order to support myself to go to auditions. And one of those side jobs was a job as like a private dance cardio instructor. So I would go to apartments like on the Upper East Side and train basically moms and we would dance, do dance cardio. And I loved it. I was like, this is awesome. This is such a nice break from the competitive atmosphere. Although it was great. It, it's very like, it's high pressure, competitive atmosphere being in an audition room. So I, I loved doing that job in the morning because it was like, I'm still dancing, but I'm, there's no pressure. There's no stress. I'm having fun, making people feel good about themselves. And then I get to go, you know, audition for these, you know, high pressure jobs where like, usually there's only one girl that they pick out of like a thousand girls. Whew. So we're doing that. We're loving that. And basically we get to the pandemic and I had to, well, actually I, I did start City Sweat before the pandemic. Um, I started a few months prior, November, 2019, I decided I love this so much um, that I'm still going to dance, but I want to create my own thing. Like, I love this. I love the feeling of not being in a high pressure situation, really, that I've been done doing my whole life, but also moving to celebrate my body and inspiring others to do that, too. So I created City Sweats and had been doing some pop-ups in New York City, some in-person things when the pandemic hit. And I decided to take it all virtual, literally that day, whatever day that the world shut down, I was like, I am not giving up on this. I just started. This is my, this is my job. This is me. And so I decided to go all online. And from there we've continued and who would have thought that I'm here now focused a little less on the professional dance world and more on city sweat, but really because I just love the community and it feels really good to be supported by others, to inspire others, to be the best version of themselves. And you always feel better when you move, I feel, um, in a way that you want to, in a way that feels good for you. So I just like keep driving that message across and it's so great. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, I love, love your personality. You're so is joyful. And when I took your class, that's what how I felt. I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel so happy because she's so happy. Thanks. So, Thank I mean, you. That's a great story. I actually um, grew up dancing too, like up and pretty basically until college. Um, I loved hip hop. I took taught hip hop and tap. 
So those were my, my, my loves. Um, but yeah, I understand how, I mean, it's a very disciplined world and you're so lucky that you went to a, like a studio where everyone was so kind because when those politics come into play, it's like you start to lose why you're even there in the first place. You start to lose that love of dance. So exactly. Um, and that's what it. I saw in college yeah. too, meeting people yeah. that came from different studios and in, and in New York city. And it's like, it's hard when you grow up with that viewpoint because it's hard to change and it really breaks you down in an audition situation. So really finding those people and being like, I got you. It's okay. Like it's about support. It's not all about just like a competition. Like don't feel terrible if you get cut. Like we're all in the same, you know, we're all in the same boat. It's like, it really, really brings you such a thick skin um, and it's so much better when you can love each other rather than being like, oh, I hate this person because she's in the same audition room as me. It's like, that's just not how you want to live your life. But at the end of the day, we're all humans and we're all just trying to, in the dance world, like you just want to perform and have fun. So it's important to keep the positive vibes going in the high pressure situations for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, what kind of auditions were you doing in New York? I was doing a lot of Broadway and some modern dance too. I always wanted to be an Alvin Ailey. Um, when I was in college, actually, I first started Horton, which is, you know, what they do in, in Ailey. And I was like, this is my jam. I love this. Um, so that was like driving, 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 um, driving force. And then also some Broadway. I just don't love singing. I'm going to be honest with you. I just like, I could never get into it. And my agents are like, I mean, do you have a, like a, like a song book, anything? And I'm like, I just can't do it. <laughs> so I just wasn't meant to be a Broadway star because I just really don't want to sing. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to do those chorus numbers, like what are you, what are you really doing there? You know, I know. So now I still get to see, I love public speaking. I love talking. So like now I get to teach and like yell in a positive way and be like, all right, guys, here we go. But I don't have to sing. <laughs> so funny. I, I did theater in high school and it's hard to do the triple threat. Like I was always like, I can dance. I can do the acting, but the singing. <laughs> yes. I applaud those people. And especially the Broadway stars that are like doing these huge dance numbers out of breath and like just belting. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I know. Um, so I love that you said that like Alvin Ailey was your driving force. H how were you able to like really look deep within and pivot away from that? Because I feel like sometimes we get so caught up and like, this is, oh, this is my lifelong goal. I just have to keep going. But it sounds like you also were having these like other interests. So I'd love to talk more about that. Yeah. So there was actually a huge turning point. Um, and it's when I got a job working on In the Heights, uh, which is a movie. What? Still out in theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Okay. That is my obsession since junior year of high school. No. I know every oh word, every song. <laughs> yes. Every song. So yeah, this is, I, okay, I'll, I'll start from the beginning of yeah. this little job opportunity. So I, uh, one of my dance mentors is Ebony Williams. She's incredible, danced with Beyonce. She's done Broadway and she's done contemporary dance. So for those people that don't necessarily know the dance world, there are three big sections, you know, Broadway, concert dance, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, what's the other one? Broadway, concert dance, and like commercial hip hop. 
Ebony has done it all. So I was like, I'm sticking with you. I'm training with you. We were doing some projects together and she called me um, because she got a job as one of the assistant choreographers on In the Heights, this new movie. And the head choreographer, Christopher Scott, needed an assistant. And so she recommended me for the job. Long story short, I got the job and I worked with Chris and the whole choreography team for the entire movie. So my job was essentially to hire all the dancers. I was in charge of every single dancer on the movie, um, learn all the choreo, uh, talk to agents, talk to Warner Brothers, be kind of like the liaison between production and dance. It was the most insane job, the most amazing job. I didn't sleep for eight months. I got to see start first day of rehearsals with the actors who some of them could dance, but a lot of them, it was their first time dancing to the, I don't know if you saw the movie, but like the club, of scene course. Was, like the club scene when, when oh, Vanessa just like looks like a professional ballroom dancer. It was, it was insane. The amount of work that these people put in. So to be able to see that from start to finish was in my eyes, Yes, I wanted to do Alvin Ailey, but obviously taking this opportunity, I was like, oh my gosh, all of my favorite people, all of my favorite dancers, we hired on this movie. So I felt like I got a glimpse into the lives of these people that I wanted to be, that I was like, I want this to be my life. I was like, and I realized that this lifestyle is so last minute I was calling dancers at two in the morning saying can you be on set at 8 a.m seriously and that that's life that's the entertainment industry people don't know what they're doing tomorrow it and so that was like a first thing I was like oh my gosh I don't know that this lifestyle would would necessarily work for me if if I'm you know living it right now and I'm like wow this is crazy second thing when the movie is done on the last day, we've made this amazing community. Like we love each other. We're like, Oh my gosh. And then you wrap and you're like, all right guys, like, bye. And it's so sad. Cause you're like, but that is what it is. When you're in a Broadway show, it ends eventually. And then you're like, I hope you see you on the next job. When you're on a movie, it ends. And you, I hope you see you on the next job. And so as I'm, I, I also had to quit all my side hustles to do this job. So, so everyone's like, Megan, what are you going to do next? Like, this is awesome. Like you have so many connections. And I'm like, I really want to start my own thing because I just learned that community, like these communities end. I, I want a community that's never going to end. I want a community that's not last minute. That's not so high pressured. And that's something where everyone can come, everyone can move, everyone can feel good, and we never have to leave each other. So that was the total, total turning point. And I'm so happy that I had the opportunity. I would never, um, I, never take it away. I would, no regrets. But that last minute entertainment industry, making pretty uh, little money for the amount of hours that you're working is very, very hard. And I commend those people that are, have been working in the industry forever and ever and ever, because that is insane and so, so amazing. Wow. I'm speechless. I was getting like a little emotional um, because I, I really resonate with like 
looking at a production like in the Heights and being like, wow, that looks so glamorous. I want to be in that. I wish I was dancing in that. And then when you talk about the reality and you know, you're getting the calls at 2 a.m., that sounds like my nightmare. So (laughs) it's just the people that, that they want to do that. I mean, I commend them because like, I just, I don't, I don't have that in me. Like it's just not my personality. Um, but it's good to hear what the reality is like, because I feel like sometimes we watch these movies and we're like Hollywood glamor, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's amazing that those people go through many sleepless nights, Mm -hmm. a lot of very different schedules and I'm the type of person like I want I would like kind of the same schedule every day where I wake up I do my class I do my thing and like forget it these people are like can you actually come here like now and perform this thing and they're like sure forget about eating forget about sleeping like go to the next thing go to the next thing and so yeah that was a huge huge learning lesson and and really helped it really helped mold who I am and, and change my course a little bit. Wow. That, what an amazing experience. Oh my, oh my gosh. So were you, did you do the choreography as well? So I was the assistant to the choreographer. So I didn't necessarily create any of the movement, but I was not only his personal assistant, but also helping with, again, like the dancers, when you're in a, like a SAG job, they have to all sign in, they have to all sign out, they get their lunch break, I would call time where they have to take water. I was in charge of all the props. So all the flags in the movies, all the benches, I was in the studio at 6am, like, dragging these benches into the rehearsal room, when they did the, the when the sun goes down with the wall, yeah. that was all we had to do that in a studio with tables and benches and ladders doing it sideways, making sure the dancers were on time, uh, making sure they had all of their costumes. So I was kind of the liaison between the costume designer, the producers, the eight, the dancers agents, making sure that they knew, you know, when to come in one time it was. And and Chris didn't know that this was going to be the thing either. And I, Ebony didn't like, no one knew. They just knew, knew. Chris was like, this is the biggest thing I've ever worked on. So you're just going to be in it with me. And I need someone that's going to literally be able to do whatever I can. Because he's working in the room on the choreo. Like, he's in it. And, if, right. you know, you know, choreographers, like, can't really. They need to just be in the zone. Like, this is a major thing. So I'm doing all of the um, outside phone calls, emails, interactions. <clears throat> there were... I believe 288 dancers that we ended up hiring for the film and 15 dance numbers, all the counts, all the timing, all the music, Megan, press play. Megan, can you go to that part where we go? When the sun goes down, boom, hit it. I had to tell the guy when to click the wall to move (laughs) when we were filming, like all of the little things. Oh my gosh. So much learning, so much, so much learning and so many life lessons for just like being able to do things on the fly in a high pressure situation and being able to keep calm when things don't go as planned. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, that sounds like that's New York dance in a nutshell. Yes. Yes. Wow. So how did you feel when you finally saw the movie? So good. I actually got to see it uh, before the pandemic because it was supposed to come out um, June, 2020. So we did like a little private showing in December, I guess it was December, 2019. And it totally changed 
uh, till now because they had all that extra time to kind of go back in and, and uh, recreate some things. But um, it's really cool to see it all together. The first time I saw it, I was just thinking about where I was standing, like when they were filming <laughs> or like, for example, the pool scene, it was wow, three days long. Oh my God. Covering rain for all three days and you can't really tell, but it was pouring rain. I cried all three days the entire time. Oh my gosh. That scene, <laughs> that was crazy. I'm holding a hundred wet towels in my hand, waiting for them to get out of the pool, like trying to dry the towels running around. So it's so funny when you see productions like that. And I'm sure people that are in productions will say the same thing. Like the first few times you see it, you're actually just thinking about what day, what the day was like. And I was like, Oh God, that was not the best day, but it came out so great. So that's the, when people say like the blood, sweat and tears in the industry, like it totally is that. And it's all out of love and it's all out of just love and passion for the art, but it's not again, what you said, like, it's not in any way glamorous when you're in the thick of it. No, <laughs> um, that pool scene was really wild. My, even my fiance, like who doesn't really know dance was like, okay, that was crazy. <laughs> and that's like, there's no like that's everyone we had 80 I think 90 dancers everyone in the tubes like it was so fun it was so fun um I don't know if you know the answer to this but was there any talk like on set about keeping um things from the musical like true in the movie you know like keeping that consistency or were they kind of more like okay this is a movie we're just gonna you know do our own thing I think they tried to keep it pretty consistent now I wasn't around John a lot of the time when he was making those decisions John Shu with Lynn they did a lot of work um but I, I think they did try to keep things pretty consistent of course they couldn't keep in every single small scene they did have to make a lot of cuts um but I think they tried for the most part yeah to keep it consistent mm -hmm. and is Lynn still down to earth oh my gosh he is amazing the most down-to-earth person he would come we were uh filming in what is what is the park it's like jw something park it's up on 175th so we filmed everything in washington heights which is where the movie takes place so we did everything and lynn lives there he still lives there he could live anywhere in the world and he lives there and he shows up to the park in a hoodie oh just dropped my son off from school decided i would stop by rehearsal everyone's like is that Lynn? Is that Lynn? He's so casually, he's casually strolling up. And I'm like, just to see what we were doing. And so nice, but everyone's freaking out. Like, I had no idea he was watching rehearsal because he's so casual, so low key, just hanging out. Like, yeah, just dropped my son off, just walked over. And he's, it was inspiring to work with him, obviously. His brain is incredible. And he is the sweetest, kindest, nicest, most down to earth person. Um, we were we were filming a scene, and he is has made friends with one of the bodega kids on his corner. Um, this is just showing you how true they are to the movie, and like it really comes from the heart. And he had the cashier, his the person that he has made friends with on his corner, come to set 
and come in the tent with John Chu and Lynn and watch what we were doing. And, and Lynn was like chat, telling him like, yeah, we're going to this scene and we're going that. Like how amazing. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. Wow. He, uh, so I met him a couple of times when I, I've seen in Heights so many times, the musical, mm-hmm. I met him a couple of times at the theater and before right after the Tonys when he won for in the Heights but this is like I mean so many years before Hamilton yeah he wasn't even in he so it was the entire original cast except for him and we were at we saw the show I was like crying the whole time and afterwards we were able to go backstage my mom knew someone in the cast and when we were leaving he was there and like he just happened to be at the show because he just comes a lot like both times I saw in the heights on Broadway he was there just in the audience or backstage and so talked to him so nice took a picture with him we leave and I'll never forget this so all of these girls had been at the like stage door you know screaming for the cast he walks out no one, no one had any idea who he was because he wasn't in the cast that day. And he just walks. He like is kind of like looking, looking at all the people. And he just turns around and he just like smiled and just kept walking. And I have like I have chills talking, like thinking about it. Just like look what I've created. Meanwhile, he doesn't even know what's to come for him. No, yeah, he. That's totally his personality. That's just how he is. He just loves it, and he loves the people. And he loves to freaking perform and like, when he's up there. His oh. cameo was am- awesome. <laughs> yeah. Piragua was so fun in rehearsals, teaching him how to do a little like whip and stuff. He's so cute when he's on the, when he's on the ice cream truck. Like yes. those rehearsals were so fun. <laughs> I'm sure. And Chris Jackson as the Mr. Soft. Yes. Oh my God. Just, just awesome. Just awesome that he had and that he had Anthony just be the lead. It was just so special. So I think that also what Lynn does is like the whole family aspect and like making sure all those core values are there and bringing it together is what made the film so special because it's everyone involved. It's coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and people were like, you're lucky. This is the first film you've worked on. Like, it's not like this. Like, that family value, like this community value is not there. And I think that's also what, what drove me to, to making cities wet, like totally based on the community and like positive vibes. Cause like, wh- where else would you want to work? Like who else do you want to work with? Like, this is, you want to be in an environment like that, you know? Oh, totally. And you, I mean, it comes through in the movie. I was like, they, they're a family. Um, yeah. They're so tight. And I'm calling it now, Benny breakout star he was so freaking good and I didn't know he could sing he's been in a few movies yeah you know Corey Corey Hawkins shout out Corey love you so much shout Um, out Corey my fiance and I were like I mean he would turn in he'd be like I have chills (laughs) oh my gosh I love him yeah amazing that's wow, I'm so glad that you love it so much. That's like, awesome. You have no idea. I had no idea that this was going in that direction. And I can't wait to call my mom. Yes. We finally did the premiere, which was in June. And it was crazy after two years to see everyone. Cause we had, we really, I'm glad that they, they ended up, you know, pushing it back a year just cause it's so much more fun when it's in theaters and getting to see everyone again the kids are like now old. I'm like when they were kids they were like 
14, 13, and now they're like 15, 16, which is like a big jump. And I'm like, you guys are like old, what's going on? So it was, it was really fun to finally be able to get together. That's so cool. So after that experience, did any part of you think, oh, I, I want to do choreography? Yeah. I mean, I've always loved choreography. Um, and I, I do try to put a lot of that into my city sweat classes, even though it's much more basic of a movement, but I do like series and combinations that I do love creating. And I also do still dance and I love taking class. I love doing my kind of doing my own thing and like make, creating my own types of dances, um, whether it be for myself or for social media. So if there was an opportunity where even Chris were to be like, I need you for this thing. I would for sure help him out do that. So I don't want to definitely don't want to lose that part of me. Um, I'm really, I think we all have had a lot of time to do like some soul searching and some like self reflecting. And I'm really happy with kind of doing what I love and going for what works and continuing and continuing. And then if some opportunity arises, I'm very open-minded to, shifting and going towards that always keeping city sweat as my baby my number one like I want it forever I want it to grow but I I don't I just want to keep these opportunities coming through what I've created so of course choreography of course like seeing what's going on in LA seeing what happens in New York when things you know things are slowly opening so it is fun to have everything virtual because I get to travel and and I can kind of teach class wherever I am. Mm-hmm. So totally. Well, that's a great reminder. Let's get back to city sweat. That was a great, uh, amazing segue. Um, thank you though for that. I will never forget. Yeah, of course. Um, Happy so to share. back in, I guess it was November, 2019. Is that mm-hmm. when you launched? Um, yeah. So what, like, what were your thoughts? Like you'd been doing this, the cardio teaching, you were, you know, doing professional dancing and then like how, what was like the birth of city sweat? Yeah. My, my thought was, so there were a lot of boutique studios in New York with these fitness classes, like for example, project by Equinox Mm -hmm. was like something like that. So that's kind of all that I had been exposed to. There were things virtual, but it wasn't crazy. And so I was I was associated with a lot of those New York gals that are awesome. But like, I was like, Oh, so you teach at Equinox or like you find you do your own class. I didn't, I didn't really want to do like a rumble or a Peloton or anything like that, just because it is so dance inspired. And, and again, I wanted to form, I knew after in the Heights, I'm like, I want my own community. So I thought this was going to be pop-ups around New York city. And I launched at Lululemon in Soho. They have a beautiful studio above the store. Um, It was so fun. I had balloons and like mimosas and all my friends came and it was awesome. Um, And so that's what I really, I was like, this is going to be a lot of free classes to start because with anything, when you start, you know, I just wanted people to come and see the vibes and like, see that this was a good space. So I was at Lululemon. I did some at Project by Equinox um where else a lot of just open studios so there's uh, being a dancer there's also a ton of studio spaces you can rent so I would just rent out a studio and be like ten dollars or whatever you can you know whatever you can pay just come 
And it really spread. I made like a cool, I have an awesome videographer friend. This is also the great thing about being a dancer too, is like, I have these photographers, videographers that are awesome. And they have these visions that a lot of fitnessy people can't necessarily see. And so I made this fun, like real, I'll, I'll have to send it to you because it's now old. It's, it's kind of funny. It's like in the, with the Brooklyn, uh, with the New York city skyline and Dumbo and I just went for it. And, and that's always been kind of my personality is because people are like, well, what if this, what if that? And I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And I never thought about what if this doesn't work? Cause I think that's where people fall off. It's like, don't worry about that because it's worth like, just go, just go, just go, just keep doing your thing. Keep doing what you love and keep staying true to yourself. So I drove that I did the pop-ups. So that was November, December, January, February, March. So about five months of, of pop-up classes while also I was still dancing and I've danced with a few small companies. We were doing rehearsals um, dancing at Broadway dance center and like, you know, just living the dream. Like yeah. awesome. <laughs> also saving $0 because <laughs> paying rent and things. So that's another thing for people to consider like, hello, um, pandemic hits. And at that point I, you know, I had a website with city sweat stuff. A lot of people were doing some starting to do Instagram lives. I think at that point, even without uh, the pandemic, there were Instagram lives happening. So uh, the first day kind of like quote unquote, the first day of the, that the pandemic was like a thing. I had a friend who this comes back to my journalism days. I sat next to her in journalism class in college. She reached out to me. She was an intern at good morning America. And she's like, I love city sweat. And we're doing a feature about at home workouts because this pandemic is crazy. And she's like, can you send me a video of like you doing a virtual workout like now? And I was like, sure. So (laughs) I called up my two friends and I told them what we're going to do. And it was hilarious. We were all hanging out at my one friend's house. And I was like, you guys go downstairs. We're going to FaceTime. I'm going to screen record our FaceTime because I like it was the first day I'm like, I'm going to screen yeah. record our FaceTime of like us doing jumping jacks and squats. It was hilarious. Screen record it. I'm like, this isn't the best quality, but whatever. Like I didn't know. No one knew how to do virtual right. quality, whatever. Right. I send it over um, the next day, which is like the first, it was like March 17th. Mm-hmm. I did my first Instagram live workout in like the darkest room possible <laughs> on my like shitty iPhone six, um, screaming or actually, no, I wasn't screaming because I didn't have confidence in my voice yet. I was like, all right, guys, we're going to do this city sweat thing. And then good morning, America. comes <laughs> oh my God. And me and my two friends are on there. Like, and my handles on there. And I just said, you know what? I'm doing this full fledged. And I'm, and I'm going to be more confident. And every single day since March 16th, I did an Instagram live all through April. It was my first 30 day challenge, which now turned into, I do 30 day challenges every, every single month. But I just, I didn't even think twice. I said, okay, you know what? Everyone needs this. Everyone needs the positivity. Everyone needs to move. We're in full quarantine. Who knows what's going to happen. And so 
that completely, I shifted and it was like off to the races. Wow. That's, I, I love that story about the good morning America too, because like that to me is just such an example of like the universe, like connecting you with what you need. And, and it just shows you never know who you're going to sit next to, who you're going to talk to. So keep, keep putting yourself out there, like yes. leave the house and go talk to a random stranger that I've had weird connections happen for me just because I start like talking to someone on a bench and like you just literally never know and to me that's a sign that like the universe was like yeah girl thumbs up you're this is right for you um we're gonna put you on GMA (laughs) I totally believe in that there have been so many things in my life from moving to New York to now city sweat and people that I meet even virtually that it's like yep this is a signpost good job keep going so uh, yeah, everyone needs to believe in that because it's so strong. As long as you're, when you stay true to yourself and you know exactly like, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be around. You got to go for that. Like you got to go for that because it's going to work out. It really is. I'm curious how many people were in your first Instagram live? There were a lot. It was crazy. Oh, I that's weird. People are in quarantine yeah. and I, you know what? It was a lot of my dance friends and they, a lot of them still, because this is a great supplement for dancers and non-dancers. Now I've created it so that it's like, of course you don't have to be a dancer to, to do the movement. It's very much low impact. But at that point I really only had like all my BDC dance friends and then in the Heights people. So I think I have like 80 people on the live and it was pretty consistent. Now I don't even have as many cause I have this virtual, like this on demand yeah. program, but, um, that whole month of April, I had, well, I had 150 people sign up for my 30 day challenge, my first one. And it was completely free. I was like, I'm doing this for free. Every single day I'm showing up for you guys at 9am. I have to also, I'll send you these videos because they're hilarious. Lighting, like, I, I can't hear myself. Like now I of course have a microphone in like a production studio in here, but it is, and it's, people didn't care. Because it is, it, at the end of the day, it's about the person. And I and I hope that I brought that that community of like self-love and like, let's do it. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. Everyone was sitting at home. So I think people were like, let's just, let's just do it. And I'm lucky that I had those few months of city sweat pop-ups to kind of spread the word a little bit. Totally. Oh, but, I wish I'd been on that like first challenge in back yes. in quarantine because yeah, it was tough, man. Like you felt so just like alone and like, that community aspect would have been really nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, now you're here. Now I'm here. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about like how you design, um, I guess, what do you call them? Like flows or like the, the dance, the choreo? Yeah, I just yeah. call they're just classes and I have a few different, um, kind of, uh, a few different types of classes. We do full body sculpt, cardio, and then I have a few different, um, like, hit and sculpt we combine like a a, a few of the movements but there is a structure kind of an overarching structure to all of my classes and it's arms abs legs and cheeks which are glutes but they're city sweat cheeks as you know um so because that's just fun so at any at every point in the class the classes are all 40 minutes for the most part which is awesome because it's not an hour 40 minutes flies by and it's hard and it's fun and you're ready for your day. We end every single class with a celebration, um, which is basically 
it's like a dance party, but we fuse together everything we've done and just let go, let go of any equipment, just take a breath and celebrate. I always say that you can move today. You can see me on the screen. You can see this beautiful day. You can, you're healthy, you're here. And it's sometimes well, all the time, very important. I know a lot of times we don't get to just be like, yeah, I did that. And I get emotional talking about it because it is just so important because a lot of people don't have that. So we do our, we end with a celebration every single class and it's just the best feeling ever. And it's like 40 minutes of your day. Easy. Um, some, some classes are dance cardio. I do three live classes a week. They're virtual Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, we usually do full bodies on Monday, sculpt on Wednesdays, and then Fridays, like uh, one of the wild cards. So we'll do a dance cardio or a hit and sculpt. Um, most things are dance inspired, but nothing is, like I said, an Alvin Ailey, <laughs> like choreographed dance. As you know, it's a lot of pulsing, a lot of low impact movement, but it's always so fun. We blast music. We glisten. We don't sweat. Glisten is an empowering word um, that you should feel from the inside out when you're like, you know, the feeling when either you just finish like a run or a workout or a dance and you're like laying on your floor, breathing heavy, dripping in sweat. And you have that feeling of like those endorphins and just like, wow, that's the glisten. That's when the glisten is real. So we glisten all at all times. And I've kind of fused that into my messaging of like self-love confidence. It's your inner glisten in your outer glisten and that's city sweat (laughs) that's city sweat folks (laughs) has it evolved over time like when you first started teaching it yeah I had a feeling yeah totally um also just with my with my teaching too you know like you find things that work and then you you get more confident which is why I always like to talk about it on on my stories and social medias like you just have to start even if you're not so confident in it because my teaching has tremendously changed. The movement has tremendously changed because also I like to move and teach class what feels good for me in hopes that it feels good for other people from my, my dance training background and learning a lot of, I've never had a serious injury knock on wood. And it's because I know, you know, knees over your toes, straight spine, relaxed neck and jaw. So I always drive that. And my movement comes from safe, but challenging ballet background, like safe, but challenging and fun movement. So I'm constantly doing material sessions in here where I just like throw on music and do different combinations or series, which is like movements, just Mm -hmm. randomly going for it. And that's kind of how I create the class. Um, I definitely don't want to make it again, like some choreographed crazy thing. Cause I want people to use their brains, but also not be like, what the heck is this? So we do a lot of series of like two or four, or it's just like pulses, two different movements. Um, and yeah, it's always different because I know I have people that are OGs, which like took my first class and I, and I want to keep improving and upgrading. So it's always something new, always something fun. And it's the best. I'm like, as long as I'm not getting sick of it, then other people aren't. So let's just keep doing it. 
Well, the way you teach, I can tell. I'm like, wow, she is having a blast right now. And that's infectious. Like I've been, you know, to teachers who like, it's very obvious they don't want to be there and it brings you down. So when you're having fun, when we're doing, you know, the celebration at the end, like you're celebrating, like you said, like a movement and just like being alive, like that's really, that's a reason we're, we're here at the class is because we're living and we want to keep living. Like it yeah. shouldn't be a chore. Yes, exactly. And I think through, through the dance auditions, through uh, talking to a lot of people that used workouts as a punishment, it makes me so sad because I, I luckily and fortunately never had that viewpoint in my head that moving, I have to move because I ate this thing today or because I'm punishing myself. I, I never saw movement as that. And through my life now meeting those people that see working, working out as a punishment, as a negative thing, I, I hope to change people's minds because you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And you shouldn't, you should want to move because it does get your blood flowing. It gets your endorphins flowing, but you should move however you want to move. And for me, it's not going to the gym and doing squats on a freaking squat machine for me. It's not lifting a hundred pound weights for me. For some people, they love doing that. But for people that think that they have to go punish themselves and do that, it's like, no, no, no. You do you move how you want to move. Sometimes I just go on a walk. Sometimes I put my ankle weights on and say, people, I'm putting on my two pound ankle weights because I want to go hard today. And sometimes I don't. So I give everyone the city sweater so many different options because I know that it needs to be based on how you're feeling and it should always again I do say it's a celebration rather than a workout um, because it is mm -hmm. yeah I mean for me I always when in doubt I go back to like my childhood what did I love then and I wasn't scheduling workouts. I was dancing. I was going to dance class. I was mm -hmm. dancing around the house. Like I would go dance for like four hours and not even think this is a, like, oh, how much more can I do? It's like, no, I just like love it. Yes. And that's how it should feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, how did you come up with the name for City Sweat? Just city you're in the city and you're sweating. I was on set of In the Heights and I did oh. tell the team, I told the team, they were like, what are you doing next? Cause you don't have any other jobs because I quit everything. <laughs> and I was like, I'm starting my own thing for sure. I knew it. And so we were going, we were going through names. Like every day we would come in with like a list of names. And so I, I started actually with like different words that I loved, like sculpt and sweat or like dance, move, graceful. Like I'm like, what can be city because we were in New York city um, and we just came up with city sweat and I would give anyone the advice of, if you want to start a business, get a freaking logo, like first, because it feels so legit. I was like, I don't have anything right now, but I have my city sweat logo. And I like, again, another friend who just created a bunch of different logos for me. And I chose one and I chose the color and I'm like, yes, this is it. This is what we're doing. And like, just again, off to the races from there. <laughs> and yeah, it definitely makes it feel more real when you can. Yes. Yeah. So does. Yeah. What other advice do you have for someone who might want to start their own thing, but just isn't sure how, or 
or why, or can they keep the momentum going? Yeah, I think connections are so important and asking questions is so important. When I first, first started, I reached out to like some huge people that I was like, they're probably never going to respond to me, but I just want to reach out and ask. And a lot of those people did get back to me. I know it's much harder now that mostly everything is virtual, but just reach out to those people that you're like, I'm so inspired by you. And I have this question or like, how did you start? I asked a lot of those of the people that I looked up to, like, how did you start? And a lot of them said, I did a lot of things for free. And that's really hard too, because you have to make a living, but it might be something where, okay, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to go for this business. You might have to have a little something on the side first. I totally did. Um, or some savings because a lot of that stuff comes free first to get people in. I, I did that free 30 day challenge and then I started the subscriptions. So I think connections with people. And like we said, that everything happens for a reason. The girl I sat next to in class, the people that, that um, fuel your fire, the people that, you know, have your back, reach out to them, see if they want to help you with a flyer. If you're not good at like, I use Canva for everything. I'm not good at Canva. I had a friend help me, you know, you're not alone. People want to people. No one wants to say, Oh no, I don't support you in your new business. Everyone's going to be excited. So tell people about it. Also put it into the universe because when you tell people about it, like I'm starting my own business. Now it's real. You got your logo. Now it's real. Um, making lists and just staying organized is like another kind of businessy side of it, but it's so important because there are so many logistical things like insurance, liability, taxes. It's not all fun. (laughs) It's, you know, finances, a lot of that stuff. So I think listing it out, tasking it out and doing research. I did so many podcasts, how I built this, an amazing podcast, you know, for, for entrepreneurs, um, constantly learning about the business side of it. And then most importantly, just being confident in your product or whatever you have, because if you're not confident in it, then no one's going to be confident in it. So just freaking believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause that's why you should start the business. If you don't believe in yourself, you shouldn't start it yet. Right. You know, you're probably not going to stick with it either. Like if you don't believe in it, then you're just going to, Oh, a couple months later, you're over it. You're going to move on. You got to believe in it and you got to go, go, go. And it's last thing. I have so many things, but last, last important thing is one person at a time. And I love that because people want to get a million followers and people want uh, to just be it. And it's like those it people can't communicate with every single person and probably don't communicate with everyone. They probably have an agent or an intern who's doing everything for them. But the special part of these small businesses and these people that are just starting out is that one person at a time you can inspire. And how more special is that than millions of followers who just like your outfit or like how you look? hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Tim Ferriss always quotes this like marketing tactic called, I think it's called a thousand real fans. And basically you start with 10 people 
that are your true, true fans. They will buy everything you sell. They're obsessed with you. And then they will spread it to 10 more people. And then they will spread it to 10 more people. But it just starts with those 10 people that just like worship you pretty much. Yes. I love that so much. And I always try to think of that because it is so important. Um, All right. Well, I have a couple more questions. Um, What is next for City Sweat? Like what should we be looking out for? What's next? So I'm going to New York soon, um, which is kind of the next stop in my tour. I'm currently doing a little tour. Um, Of course, all COVID safety things in place. So we'll see, you know, as time goes on, what happens with with travel. But um, I've been to Austin, Denver, Mexico this summer teaching. So next is New York. Um, The tours are basically kind of like how I started these pop ups. Um, been working with a few different brands. I love free people movement. I love outdoor voices. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing a few things together. I always do outdoor voices, dance parties. So I hope to, again, at those stores kind of help either open up flagship stores or go to those stores, um, in different cities and, and host classes. I would just love to continue to do that and continue to meet so many people that I've met on social media, virtually, um, would love to go to Scottsdale. That's totally on my list. Would love to go to Philly soon. I went to college in Philly. I I love it so much. Um, And then when my world tour continues, which we'll just, we'll just keep the tour going. I'm going to stay virtually through the uh, Monday through Friday of weeks, and then would love to travel on weekends. And eventually um, an app will be in the works eventually. So um, I love the hybrid virtual and in person, because I just, I love being able to connect with as many people as possible, but nothing beats those in real life, those fun, energetic, just like being able to hug people again. Like I'm such a hugger. I just like jump on people. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Like all this. So continuing to spread that, um, and continuing to just inspire people to move and, and be confident in who they are. I think the community aspect is going to be like the next wave of fitness trends because I I feel like the difference when I go to a class and we kind of just all disperse after versus I went to a class yesterday and it was like, it was just like a one-time only pop-up type class. And we all had planned, like the teacher sent out an invitation to go get coffee after we all stayed after everyone was there to meet other people, not only did they get a workout, but like to meet people. And like, there's just a shift when you go to a class and people are like out the door heading to work versus, Oh, I'm here. I'm showing up. Cause I'm, I'm wanting to start a community and, and find my community. And, and I felt it. I was like on a high all day yesterday. I was like, wow, I just did a workout with all these people who like wanted to meet me. Like there, there is a huge change. And like, I'm, I'm excited to see how your community grows in that way. Thank you. It's, it is the most important thing. It's the best feeling. And I have an ambassador program also. So I have those core people that, um, there a lot of them are from New York city and they're going to help me. I have like a merch stand and they're going to do like takeovers and like, it is really fun. And like, yeah, we all get coffee after and it's totally that feel, but it's inviting. Like I want more people to come. I want everyone to be an ambassador for city sweat. Like I want, I want people to be able to come and meet their best friends there. A, a ton of them are already such good friends just through taking class together. So I totally feel you with that. Like it's, it's such a good feeling when you're like, you meet friends with the same like values and same mm-hmm. um, 
likes and you live in the same place, you're like, oh my gosh. Let's hang out. It's the best. It's the best. And then you can hold each other accountable for class too. And you're like, oh, I'll see you. I'll see you in class on Friday, you know? Totally. And I, even though the virtual stuff's great, like I, that is something like as the pandemic ends, like I'm really looking forward to getting that, that IRL experience back. Me too. Mm-hmm. So important. Um, so my favorite question, I kind of hinted at this on your post is what is your morning routine? Ah! Okay. So <laughs> funny because <laughs> um, I never had a morning routine until quarantine. And I don't know if this is like now a whole wave of everyone has morning routine, it could be, but or I just didn't know about it. But I used to leave the house at 5 a.m. to go train these moms. So that with my whole audition bag, so that I would train like five moms and then go to audition. So I like had no morning. And so I, I started in quarantine with hot water with lemon because I saw on TikTok people were doing it. I'm like, okay, I'll just start. And it really helped with my digestion. It helped me just start the day with like a fresh kind of like mentally like, okay, I got my lemon water. I'm good. And also like met physically and mentally feeling better. I slowly started to add in some things. So now I have the lemon water. I now do the facial um, massage. I do the gua sha stone and the ice roller. Uh, do you do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. My, my fiance is so jealous. He's like, can I have some of that ice roller? Your jawline's actually amazing. I just have to say. Oh, thank you. It's working. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So I love that too. It's just like the best. Um, you use I, oil? I do use the hyaluronic, the ordinary hyaluronic acid. Okay, it's like okay. $6. Dollars. Um, I love that brand. Um, and I use just the CeraVe uh, moisturizer. So what I do is I put it together. I do like a pump of the CeraVe and two drops of the hyaluronic acid, uh, put it all on my face and then I'll do the ice roller and then I'll do the gua sha. Amazing. I'm at, mm-hmm. I don't do an oil currently with the gua sha ice roller. Mm-hmm. Adding it in. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It, it helps like the, again, I read this somewhere cause I had no idea how to use my gua sha seriously mm-hmm. for like six months. I didn't use it because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I had to look up a tutorial. And I'm not, I'm very basic when it comes to beauty, but it, I'm also like, I want to be as natural as possible. I don't like a lot of makeup or, and I'm also sweating all the time. Right. So, and I don't like chemicals. I don't actually don't really take medicine. Even when I have a headache, I try my best to just do like holistic type things. So I do, you know, $7 cream and oil from the drugstore, but very minimal ingredients. Um, so that's the face. And then I do the lymphatic drainage, the dry brush and the paddle, which yes. I love. And also all of these things, it's, a, it's not just like, Oh, physically making me amazing. Like, no, it's a mental, this is a routine. And no matter what it is, if it's like organizing your desk and putting your coffee down, like, it's a mental clarity for the day. So doing the dry brush makes my skin feel good. It wakes me up. When I, the first time I did the dry brush on my skin, I was like terrified because it feels so, it's really rough. The bristles yeah. are like, I was like, ah, this hurts so bad. I like couldn't do it. And now I'm like, yeah, scrub it up. Vigorously like scrubbing everything. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, so funny. So I do that. And then I meditate for seven minutes. Again, all of this, like I kind of added one thing at a time in and was like three months with the one thing, three months with the one and the two, three months, like totally added in meditation. I always was so like, no, I'm anti, I just, I dance, I work out, I'm fine. And it has helped me so much. I'm not doing the ohms. I'm not, I'm just doing a, it's a guided. I love yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Mm, she's great. She's the best. And she does a seven minute morning meditation. So she tells you good morning. How is everyone? Let's breathe. And I really find that when I'm just breathing, a lot of decisions that I might be stuck on, a lot of ideas that I didn't know I had, a lot of like important things that I might not have noticed come to mind because your mind is clear for the first time Mm -hmm. in the day. And so that's to me more important than like, oh, just be still with yourself. Like, yeah, that's important. But to get clarity in your mind, I've never had clarity like that. Do you meditate? I'm sure you do. I do. I have been getting more into it. I was really into journaling every morning. Um, and then I would just like do a couple breaths and I was like, all right, good to go. But lately I've been doing a lot of meditation in the morning and it, it really is. If you stick to it, I think everything's about consistency. If you do it a few times, you're like, okay, this isn't working. No, but if you stick to it and you are consistent with it, it works, man. I used to think I was like a anxiety, anxious person, like a person with a lot of anxiety. And it turns out I'm not, I like, (laughs) I actually don't have a lot of anxiety because I have the tools now that I like clear it out before the day even begins. Yes. So important at the top of the day Hmm. and journaling too. Like I was a journalism major. I love, I'm going to show you all my notebooks right now. Oh, good. I love, I love to write too. That's my other passion. I mean, oh yes. That's like porn. And filled. (laughs) Phenomenal. Like it is my favorite thing. And then I just have this new one. It's remember why you started. And it's a mini. And it's, uh, it's just, I love mini. I I love all things journaling and notebooks. I am a list girl. I have a million trillion lists and I love it. I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed out about it. Cause when you get things out of your mind and onto paper, then you're ready to go. Yep. Yep. And that's for me, that's what the morning routine is, is like just time with myself to just brain dump or have like a, I have conversations with myself on paper and the stuff that comes out, you, I'm consistently shocked by, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm my own therapist. Like the stuff that the revelations that I have, the things that I realized I want to do, you know, I started this podcast because of like the morning journaling. And I was like, wait, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. I have to do this. And it's been like, such a passion of mine. Um, but I just that time with yourself. And like, I think when I was living in New York pre pandemic, I, I never let myself have that. Cause I was like in that rush and the grind and the run to the subway. And like, I just kind of fed into that my entire time there. And then in a weird way, the pandemic, because it made me slow down, it made me just now sit with my thoughts and like put it on paper and man, you learn a lot. <laughs> you learn a lot. And not to say like, obviously the pandemic is terrible, but I think a lot of people needed that slowness because again, like you said, with city life, 
you really don't realize what you're doing, what you're chasing until you pause. And I literally, and you literally, like we never had a second because it's always whatever everyone else is doing the next thing, always the next scheduling thing. And so I'm so ha happy that morning routines are trending and that like slowing down is trending because mentally, same thing. I used to have like New York city anxiety. I remember like coming home to visit my family in upstate New York for a weekend. And then on Sunday, feeling it creep in as I'm on the train, like, Oh God, I have this New York city anxiety because I'm about to, my schedule is about to be like 5am you're waking up and going. Yeah. Oh my it's God. It's not healthy. No, no. And like, I was the person who walking down the street was like looking at my phone and then I'm on the subway and I'm on my phone and I'm just like, when would I ever just sitting alone with my thoughts? I never it. was. Totally. Um, so after your meditation, do you, then do you, do you journal as well? I do journal. So after the med, I put my notebook kind of on my mat over here and I just have a little meditation block, uh, like oh, a yoga block, just like, love it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the little things, you know, mm -hmm. I have my, uh, meditate candle that I put oh, I love that. on my space. And then, um, I, I have my coffee after my hot water with lemon. So I usually have my coffee there. I'm with yoga with Adrian doing my meditation. <laughs> and then I do, uh, have a gratitude journal. So it's different than my regular, like therapy writing journal. My gratitude journal is, um, it's on Amazon again. So like, I got it for like $5, but it's, it's just a top of the day. Um, what I'm grateful for and affirmation. I think that's it. It's just two things. You say a few affirmations about what you are and what your day is going to be. And then um, a few things you're grateful for. And then there's a bottom half. I don't do it as much at night, but I should. There's a bottom half that says, how'd your day go? It gives you a little quote. Um, I love it. It's so cute wow. and perfect. I'm going to send you the link. Please. Um, but again, two minutes rather than for me, it wouldn't work to just be like, oh, just sit with yourself for five minutes and write. When I have a thought, I immediately go to my journal, but it's kind of just like very sporadic. Mm -hmm. So I like to just, again, just top of day, boom, a few things. And then I get ready for class because I'm really, I'm usually teaching um, shortly after, whether it be like privates or my Monday, Wednesday, Friday lives. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's that's a phenomenal morning routine. I, I just love how too how you have like your candle. It just like it makes it more just like a ritual and just like a special like just moment with yourself. Like all day we're just taking demands from other people. Like to have this time where it's just you and you're you're just like a living, breathing, beautiful human and you're honoring that. It's just ah, oh, it's amazing. It's so important. And the little things are fun too. Like I think people think, oh, this is dumb or this is like this and that, like make it fun. Like get your candle, get your, I got my, um, colored gel pens because I'm just like, what color do I want to write in today? And it's like, just don't that. take it so seriously. It's supposed to, life is supposed to be fun. Even if you're working on something serious, get your hot pink gel pen and like write your notes. Yeah, exactly. And to me, that helps me get out of bed. Like if I'm like excited, oh, I'm so excited to like go write with my pen and like, you know, I like my coffee creamer, like yeah. my coffee creamer. I was like, I am so excited to put my coffee creamer in my coffee. What coffee creamer? I use silk vanilla almond milk creamer. Mm. It's Yum. so good. There's probably chemicals in that one. I It's 
by far not a natural creamer, but I freaking love it and I don't care. <laughs> oh, I love that. Just, yeah, little things like that to look forward to. Like I've been consistently making a green juice and like, honestly, just the action of like making it is like, has wakes my body up. That's one reason mm-hmm. I love it too. Like putting it all together, making it. And it's just so refreshing. And then I, do, I like spray my lavender spray and do like my uh-huh. curling. And it's just like, ah, what a beautiful day it's going to be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lavender spray. Yeah. I need to, I'll send I it need to, you. to know some of your morning routine things that I need to add in. I'll, I'll hook you up with some links. Um, yeah. it, very similar. Actually, we are honestly, I have like maybe a couple other like notebooks and like books that I read, but okay. um, very similar morning routine. Okay. Yeah. What time, what time do you wake up? So right now it's been six. Uh, it's usually between six and seven. Um, but my boyfriend's now leaving for work at basically six fifteen. So when he wakes up, I wake up and I go, been going to bed at nine 30, which is hilarious, but I love it. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's the life for me. <laughs> like nine. So like nine 30, 10, and then like, 6 15 to 6 30 is like it and I'm such a morning person and I know not everyone is I know people that are like such n- work so much better at night but my brain pretty much shuts down at like eight and I'm ready to watch Netflix and I feel the same eat a yasso bar yeah oh, <laughs> I love yasso yeah yeah I, I'm the same I have to wind down at night and like in the morning I just be- I just come alive and also I love that like no one's bothering me and it's like truly just time for myself it's really the best. I love the quiet. I love the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to miss it. I'm like, the sun's coming up. I can't miss. I love that. Like, I don't know why. I love that so much. Wait, and how long have you been with your boyfriend? It's been a while, hasn't it? We were 16. <laughs> oh my God. So 10 years, but like very off and on in high school and college. We didn't go to the same school. We both ended up in New York City after college, started dating. He moved to New Hampshire and I was like, I know you're my person, so it's fine, but I'm never moving to New Hampshire because <laughs> never. Here I am. <laughs> there, there you are. See, everything works out. Everything works out. I'm able to, to I did have my apartment for a while um, over the pandemic, but subletting it, I don't have it anymore because I'm now able to travel and work with hotels. And, and you just never know. You just never know. Um, and as we said, it's kind of nice to be in space and nature and then also have the best time in the city. Like I'm so excited to go next week and teach all my classes and see my friends and dance. But I'm also really excited after all the hype to come out into the quiet mm-hmm. and into my world. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been, it's been a long time, but, um, he's you know supported me he does my friday he well he used to do all my friday classes live so everyone loves brad because he's in class doing it with me with the with the pink ball of angles on because i make it i'm like okay i'm gonna have to go to one of those (laughs) oh yeah you got it there's a filter on my on-demand site you can filter it to brad because (laughs) people love the brad classes but also it's funny because people, people like Brad because they're like, he doesn't do it perfect because it's my movement. I, I, I know how to do it. And they're like, I love watching Brad do it because it makes me feel better about myself when I'm doing like the cheeks and Brad's like trying to do the cheeks in the back. <laughs> so it's been great. Um, such, you know, we support each other. He's a college soccer coach. And so he's very much like his own brand and he has his own soccer company. So it's, it's been really fun to 
support each other through like we're both living our passions which amazing is pretty cool so amazing um wow I could talk to you all day (laughs) we have to do this again (laughs) I know absolutely um all right so my just my last question that I ask every guest is um what is your gift I'm gonna say now that it's the gift of glisten because it's, it's pretty much a, it's an energy. It's a self-love confidence celebration energy that I throw at everyone. Um, but that's now my word that I've wrapped up into one. It's the name of my blog and my newsletter, but it's a feeling that I hope comes across in my classes as like, yes, you can. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready. And I got a glisten going on so I can do anything now. And I just want to just spread that joy of knowing that you can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's I, I, that is your gift. I, I mean, just from this conversation, I'm like so inspired, ready to conquer the day. Oh, yay. I'm so happy. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Lauren. This is awesome. I, I love this. I kind of want to start a podcast. So you're inspiring me now. Oh my gosh. Um, that makes me so happy. You're actually... You're the fourth person who's been on my show. Oh my gosh. And that the other three have started podcasts. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, there's But I'm curious. I'm gonna have to um I need like tech help. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like message you about some things. Oh, let's let's talk. We'll keep let's just yeah, let's just keep talking. Um uh, yeah, and we can like Zoom whenever um and come to Scottsdale, obviously. But there's something about like my show that I think people just feel like this is not their usual podcast where it's just like Q and A, Q and A. It's just yes. like, and that's what I wanted. I just wanted like a deep conversation where we just don't, the, the small talk is gone and we're just sitting here and we just like go for it and we get really get to know each other. And I think people like love that feeling and they're like, wait, I want to do this. It totally is the best. It, it, you're so right. Your show is different than uh, most of those Q and A's in the most special way. And it makes it makes me feel so comfortable like we're just hanging and that's what people want to hear and like that's when the the meat and the juice comes out oh yeah we're all about the juice on the show yes oh i'm so happy i'm in such a good mood for my day so that's how i feel too thank you and thank you so much for coming on this was so much fun course we'll do it again soon and then when I, when you help me launch my podcast oh. um, I will have you on as a guest absolutely I can't wait thank you so much for listening to lit up with low please rate review and subscribe on iTunes this is how the show grows I am so excited to bring you season two thank you so much for listening to this first episode catch me on Instagram at lit up with low and I will see you next Bye.